0: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's Odds on Sports on the Fan with your host, John Jastrzemski, JJ After Dark. Let's roll, baby. It's 7 4 Here on this Thursday evening, it is a Thursday edition of Odds on Sports presented by by our friends over at FanDuel Sportsbook as we move closer and closer to the start of Week 13 in the National Football League again a little bit of an empty feeling here on a Thursday and it's not the first time this has happened this year where you don't have some Thursday night football to dive into, but even though you don't have a football game tonight, think about how it shakes up Sunday, Monday, Tuesday You got a whole lot of action. You got a full slate on Sunday. You got a double dip on Monday with Washington and Pittsburgh into Buffalo and San Fran. Then you have a Tuesday night game with Dallas and Baltimore. And then you get a Thursday night game with the Patriots and the Los Angeles Rams. So if you can get through tonight and tomorrow, and maybe, I don't know, watch a Christmas movie, maybe get your Christmas tree, put up your lights, do some decorations whatever you got to do, or maybe get a little college basketball for all I care, you will be afforded the luxury of basically a full week. One, two, three, four different windows in about like five or six days. So as far as I'm concerned, that is pretty, pretty good. Now, I always like to look at these updated, up-to-the-minute division odds as, you know, we're sitting here in the middle of a week, they like to update these odds the minute you know there are no games being played because the books don't want to have odds up. Heaven forbid there's an injury. All of a sudden, they got a team that's a big underdog and they're no longer going to be a big underdog and it's major liability. I'm looking at the up-to-the-minute odds to win a couple of divisions. The odds makers are telling you right now, Buffalo is going to win the AFCs pretty easily. Why do I say that? Buffalo right now is minus 550 to go and win the AFC East. For the Bills not to win the AFC East, you're getting them at plus 345. Basically looking at Miami, who is seven and is 7-4. We'll have to wait and see if it's going to be Tua or Fitzpatrick on Sunday. Tua, as you just heard, is a game-time decision. Uh, New England, who has probably no chance of winning the division, but 5-6, and six, I guess mathematically alive. I wouldn't want to lay 5.5-1 odds on Buffalo, but I think those numbers tell you they're going to win the division. Tennessee, similar value there. They're minus 450 to go and win the AFC South after their big win against the Indianapolis Colts. For the Titans not to win the division, you're getting them at plus 300. Those are two automatic stayaways for me. To me, if you wanted to take Tennessee or Buffalo to win the division, you missed the boat. Now, I'm going to give you two that I like. NFC is currently. Here are the -the up-to-the-minute Latest odds on this division that is wide open. You have two co-favorites as we speak. The New York Giants are one. The Washington football team would be the other. You basically could get the Giants or the Washington football team here on December the 3rd. Plus 180 for each of them. Philadelphia Eagles, plus 240. Which to me is way too low a number. I know Philadelphia has the tie. I know they're basically only a half game back, but have you seen Carson Wentz? Have you seen the Philadelphia Eagles? Would anybody want to put money down on the Eagles to go and win a division this year? No way. Dallas is at plus 450. To me, if you're looking for value, the value is with the Cowboys and the schedule that they play. They have the easiest schedule out of any of these four teams. Giants have played the best football Washington has the best quarterback and their quarterback is still on the field. I wonder if these odds change a little bit. Assuming you get, you know, a surprise. If you don't, and all four of these teams lose very likely giants, big dog Sunday, Washington, big dog Monday at Pittsburgh, Dallas, big dog at Baltimore, Philly, big dog at green Bay. So if all four of these teams lose, Unless one of them gives you a really good showing, I would bet the odds maker's not really going to change much there. You got a feeling one of these teams is going to go and win outright. That, to me, is where you look to capitalize. I'll tell you one that I like. It's a hefty number, but it's a reasonably hefty number. That's Seattle to win the NFC West, which I see right now at minus 240. You got to lay... Pretty considerable and significant juice. However, look at Seattle's schedule. They got Colt McCoy and the Giants this week. They got a game with the Jets coming up. They got a bunch of games at home. They're going to win this division. I know they lost to LA and you can make the argument that LA could beat them twice. LA also has to come and play in Seattle. Seattle. Much tougher plays for them to play. But I would feel pretty good, actually, about laying 240 with Seattle going in the division. Giants, Jets at home, at Washington, home Rams at Niners. And they're 8-3. So they have a little bit of a cushion. They have a little bit of wiggle room. I'm all in on the idea of playing that minus 240. It's a hefty number. Missed the value on it. But I think Seattle will find a way to win the NFC West. And if you're looking ahead to Sunday... And you're starting to really research your card. You're starting to see where these lines are shifting. I'll tell you a game that's going higher and higher and higher. I sound like Jackie Wilson, but it's true. The Vegas Raiders and the New York Jets. And you know what? To me, that line opening at eight and then for a minute going down to seven and a half made absolutely no sense. I know the Raiders lost to the Jets last year. But that makes it, to me, more appealing to get involved with Vegas. Revenge spot, get right spot, desperate need of a win against the Jets. I mean, listen, what do I sign? To me, I would want Vegas teased, bought down, parlayed every which way. And I'm still alive in a knockout pool. I got to pick two teams this week. I guarantee this, the Vegas Raiders will be one of those teams. Welcome back to Odds on Sports presented by our friends Hoover at FanDuel Sportsbook. Let's welcome in our brother, our dude, a member of the Degenerate Trifecta. Against all odds, extra points pod. He's got many gigs these days. Harry Gagnon. Harry, what up, what up, what up? How we doing? JJ, what's happening, man? Thanks for having me on as always. Harry, my pleasure. It's always good having you on. Dude. We have had some nutty, crazy covers in the NFL over the last couple of days. I mean, from that Hail Mary at the end of the Seattle-Philly game to Hollywood Brown breaking one at the end of the Ravens-Steelers mm-hmm. game. Uh, we've had some nutty, nutty games these last couple days.
1: Wild. I mean, you throw in you throw in just even like, what, three three weeks ago, the Hail Murray with uh, Kyler Murray against the Bills. Throw that in, too. That was a wild one. It's been wild, man. You're absolutely correct. Okay.
0: Um. As we now kind of take a step back for a minute and think about what we saw Sunday, what we saw Monday, on and on we go. What was your biggest takeaway, Harry, in watching all the football that you did last week? Was there one particular team? Was there one game that really stood out to you? For me, the Raiders playing as poorly as they did against wow. Atlanta It now puts me on high alert with them this week against the Jets. There's no way in the world, Harry, the Raiders are going to be as bad as they were last week, right? It's just not possible.
1: JJ, when you just asked that question, I swear the Raiders came to my mind knowing how awful they were against the Falcons. Falcons played the best game they played all season. They lost by 37, couldn't get a touchdown together. And the Raiders now have lost two in a row similar Path they're going down here that they did last year. They they could have made the playoffs last year if you recall with Chucky and uh, with John Gruden and, and, and getting it done, but they couldn't. They lost five of six to close the season last year, and they're on that path uh, that path again this year, uh, losing two in a row here. But this is the, what, what's the perfect remedy to lose uh, to snap a losing streak is to play the Jets is to play the Jets. I think the Raiders rebound. I, I actually like them this week. I'd say I definitely love them on a teaser, tease them down to minus 2, but even minus 8. This this Jets team is disgusting. Sam Darnold doesn't know what he's doing. He can't read secondaries. I said that from day 1 when he went to the NFL. He's played four straight football games. 60 minutes Four straight games where he has yet to throw a passing touchdown. JJ Sam Darnold is awful. You can't have him. He had two picks last week. So actually, I think the Raiders rebound here and I get this win. But still, like you, if you're gonna, if you ever want to pick a team here besides the Raiders, listen, I got to give it up to my Giants. I was very happy getting the win. They snuck by Cincy. They didn't cover the spread at the end since he got a late touchdown. But the Giants won the game. First three game winning streak they've had since November of 2016. I know not a lot of people are giving them a lot of chance here on Sunday against Seattle with Colt McCoy probably playing. But you know what? Their defense is fifth in the league overall. Seattle hasn't been lighting the world on fire. Who knows where the Giants are. Harry, you think that's a good that tee spot
0: it. right there? Let's, let's, let's do a little family New York local action tease. Teasing the Raiders down, teasing the Giants up. Getting the Giants at like 16 and a half. How do you feel about that?
1: I do like that because, you know, look, I just mentioned how we all know how awful the Jets are, but I love teasing the Giants up. Giants all season, despite, you know, the record at 4-7 and and whatever, out of those seven losses, they've only lost once. That was to San Francisco by more than 10 points. So teasing it up, I love that.
0: Okay, Harry, let's get to a line that, to me, the movement of this game made absolutely no sense. And I couldn't believe the odds makers installed the L.A. Chargers as a a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Against the New England Patriots, I mean, what am I missing there? The Chargers might be the worst-coached team in the league outside of the Jets. I mean, you saw what Anthony Lynn and Chargers uh, did up in Buffalo. I mean, they basically did everything in their power not to cover that game. Don't you get the sense New England should have been favored by a lot more? Uh,
1: maybe a little bit, but still, it, Cam hasn't been playing that well at all overall. I mean, but lifetime two and zero against the Chargers, he's won both games by double digits. I think it's more the Pat, Pats aren't getting the respect because of their offense, but their defense is keeping them in games. They had no right winning that game against Arizona last week. They still pulled it off with only like 179 total yards of offense. Their defense is playing, still keeping them, like I said, in games. And their cornerback. no one's giving this J.C. Jackson any credit. This guy's second in the NFL in picks with six. So, again, yeah, I know what you're saying here. And, and the Patriots somehow have five wins. And still are in this playoff race, and the Chargers just seemed, I mean, even two weeks ago against the Jets, they looked terrible in that game, winning that game. So, yeah, I hear I hear what you're saying here, and I do like the Pats a little bit here, too.
0: Harry, you think it's a good buy-low opportunity with the Indianapolis Colts? The news that Fuller's done for the year with the mm-hmm. PEDs, Roby done for the year with PDs. I don't know what's going on in Houston. I, I guess they're hanging out with Brian Cushing too much, clearly. Um, but I'm seeing the Colts only favored by three and a half points. I know Watson's playing some really, really good football. Right. the Texans have looked a lot better. But you get the Forrest Buckner back. That defense been balling out. What's your take on Indy, Houston? And would you lay three and a half with the Colts?
1: Well, you know what? To start the week, I was on, uh, even against all odds, J.J., I gave out the over in this game. And that was still with knowing that Fuller was going to be out. I still like to the, think there's going to be points here because, like you just said, Watson has been balling, what, 24 touchdowns, five picks? And he doesn't have a lot of receivers. Now that he doesn't have Fuller, that is a huge loss. The Colts need to rebound after playing a couple of, the last couple of weeks haven't been playing that well, got rolled by the Titans. Um, I think there's a situation here. Look, they, 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 the division rivals here, they are 6 and 2, the Colts and straight up in the last eight in Houston. I think they bounce back here, and again, like you mentioned, like, no fuller here. You, we, could watch, we could all of a sudden see the Texans just tank again. Just when you said, think that they're playing well, when they've had two games in a row where they've won, now maybe they tank again because no fuller. I like the Colts to cover.
0: Harry, I can't wait to watch Cleveland and Tennessee, and with Cleveland, mm. I can't believe we're sitting here eight and they're 8-3 on the air. They have been to me... Like the most unimpressive eight and three team you're ever going to see. I know this line opened at four, skyrocketed to six. Now I'm seeing it at five and a half. Uh, I don't feel great about the number either way. I think Tennessee wins the game. I think they're a better team. Do you have a feel for Cleveland and Tennessee on Sunday?
1: You know, I, I sort of like the over in this game. I get like at fifty three. I think there's going to be a lot of points scored here. But I hear you. I mean, this 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 Cleveland team. The key cog to this team, obviously, is Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb is six and one when he's playing. He they're two and two when he's not playing for the Browns. He had his uh, best game of the year last week against Jacksonville. Had 144 yards. He just seems to, hes averaging over five yards a carry. He's just—he's a stud. And the, and Baker Mayfield, for people who want to bash him all the time, listen. Last five games, he's got seven touchdowns, just one pick. He's been keeping the drives alive. He's been efficient. And the defense has only given up 16 points in the last four games combined. This is a sleeper team, this Cleveland team. But also, like you mentioned, I I think still – the, the Titans are a better team overall here. They played each other last year, and the Titans won in Cleveland by 30. Uh, the offense is clicking; they're just rolling, putting up big points. And it's not even Daniel. These he's haven't had to do too much. It's Derrick Henry who's just been a beast lately. Uh, and this is a situation where just I like the over here, but I do think I think we make a, we make a good case here for Cleveland to cover the points, maybe lose by a field goal over four. But if you're getting five and a half, you get the money.
0: How fired up are you that we have two games on Monday and another game on Tuesday? Isn't that – I mean, it makes up for tonight, Harry, not having a football game. i will glad we take that, you know?
1: You know, someone asked me that too, and I said yeah, – exactly. I said, listen, you've got to take the good with the bad, but listen, we've got no Thursday night game. I, I know it feels like uh, – it feels naked a little bit, but we're getting all these extra games during the week. It's like – I mean, how great was that yesterday to just be able to watch Pittsburgh – Baltimore in the like I'm out here on the West Coast. It's 1230. I got NFL action on a Wednesday. How great
0: was that? I loved it. Oh, I believe it. Afternoon football for me at 340. You're getting it like 1240. Must be nice. Um, speaking of the Monday night game, though, Buffalo and San Fran. I know you've been a big Josh Allen guy. I know you've been a big Buffalo guy. That line is telling you a story, I think, with movement. I love the Niners. Harry Point Blank, they were my best bet last week. They won outright against the LA Rams. I've seen that line move from Buffalo Lane two and a half. It's down to one at FanDuel. I'm seeing the Niners actually are favored by a point. And to me, that's the sort of game with the movement and everything I'm seeing out of San Fran getting guys back. You either take San Francisco in that game or you stay away. Uh, are you riding with the Niners with yours truly? I'm riding with the Niners,
1: absolutely. I got them already, J.J. Moneyline, at plus 128. Already, Very nice, I and
0: I guarantee you, Harry, you ain't finding a 128 anywhere else. No way. You ain't going to find it now, no.
1: I mean, hey, listen, the Arizona 49ers, I love them, right? They're playing in Glendale. They got to play down, in, 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 down here in Arizona. That's okay. I love them here in this spot. This is where the spot, this is also the scene where, like I mentioned earlier, uh, Murray had the Hail Mary pass. Against the Bills, Bills got to come back here. Listen, maybe I'm just rooting a little bit too much for the Niners here because I do have that bet that we've discussed, where I have Miami, your, your Dolphins, winning the AFC East. But I think I think they can get it done here. The Niners, they've got, like you said, they're getting healthy. They're not out of the playoff hunt yet. They still have Washington, Dallas on their schedule. They stun the Bills here. Bills and, and, and Miami takes care of business against Cincinnati. We got a we got a two team race. Tie in the AFC East, I love it. Let's go go Niners.
0: Harry, absolutely. Listen, from a Miami standpoint and maybe from a wagering standpoint, that is where the loyalty will lie. Now let's get to your best bets for the weekend. What do you have on the card? What are the can't-miss plays? What are you all over as we now look at this Week 13 and your favorite, favorite lines on this particular day? You know what
1: I'm looking at? And I don't even care that it's now from three down to two and a half because I've already gone money line. Doesn't this Saints-Falcons game stink a little bit?
0: It sure does. The only thing, the only hesitation I have, Harry, is I took Atlanta against New Orleans like two or three weeks ago and got burned because the Falcons didn't show up. That's the only reason I have a little bit of hesitation.
1: True, but they did only give up 24 points. And last year, they played them very tough both times. When they played in New Orleans last year, when Atlanta was terrible and not doing anything, they held New Orleans. There's no touchdowns at home. I think it's a, this division rivalry. I love the, pit, the Falcons in the spot. They've won three of the last four. Um, and, and over that three, uh, three wins uh, out of four games span, they're averaging 28 points a game. Raheem Morris has his defense playing well. Uh, Atlanta's defense, zero touchdown passes. They've allowed, you know, we mentioned that game against the Saints, but they didn't have any touchdown passes. Atlanta has given up zero touchdown passes in its last eight quarters. Give me the Falcons. Again, like I said, they've won three of the last four, four of the last six. They scored a defensive touchdown last week. I'm taking the Falcons' money line over the Saints.
0: Harry Gagnon, extra points pod against all odds. Harry, love you. And do we have a line yet for Saturday? Forget about the college football. Mm. The game I'm looking forward to the most is in, on the hardwood. It's Gonzaga and Baylor. What do we think that line's going to be? Gonzaga laying like five and a half, four and a half? Can't a half. Can't can't wait. Now the game's in Indy. The game's in Indianapolis, so... What? It's an indie. What? I mean, it was a neutral site. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. Neutral site. So, Whatever yeah, I said, so, forget so, about it. So, so yeah. I, I, I,
1: you know, people still. I mean, Baylor very impressive last night as they rolled Illinois, who's got a very good team too. But yeah, I'd say Gonzaga four, maybe four and a half. They they struggled a little bit with West Virginia. Took took care of business down the stretch. But they, boy, they Gonzaga's so good. They've got a couple guys averaging twenty two points and more or more. They've already beaten Kansas on the schedule. They beat Auburn by twenty three. But Baylor, like I said, they got three players getting sixteen points or more as well. I I'd say Gonzaga minus four since Baylor won big against Illinois and Gonzaga had a little bit of a struggle against Hugg, uh, Bob Huggins' team. Like you said, if it's minus four, I think Gonzaga bounces back here and plays even better and rolls Baylor maybe by 10 points. And what are we doing here, buddy? What are we doing about our cues? They struggled against Bryant. Yeah, well, they're not going to have Buddy
0: Beheim tonight, by the way, who is in the uh, protocol. He did not test positive, but I guess close contact, whatever the deal is, he's not playing. Uh, it's Niagara at all. I mean, they should be able to roll out of bed and beat Niagara. Am I laying 19.5 points, though, Harry? Absolutely not. No chance. I know. They
1: got Ryder on Saturday, but JJ, I'm going to give a team out here. I'm going to give you a team that I'd like to win the whole thing at 11 to 1 on FanDuel right now. I love this Iowa Hawkeyes team. Luca Garza is a beast 6'11, 270. You realize, dude, he, he, he scored. He's averaging 34 points a game, 10 rebounds, 3 blocks. I know not not against great great quality teams, but He's averaging 86% from the field. He was 14 of 15, 11 of 14. This guy can carry a team throughout, you know, a, a situation like we're at with no fans and everything. He had 38 points against Indiana last year, 44 against Michigan. Luca Garza is going to be my player of the year, and I look out, I'd i look out for the Iowa Hawkeyes all season.
0: I love you digging deep. Harry, always a pleasure. We'll do this again soon. Keep up the good work, all right, buddy? You're the man, J.J. Take care, pal. Thanks. That's Harry Gagnon from the Against All Odds podcast.